From Innovation Alley at Marquette University, I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work and maybe even change the world. Welcome to the final episode of season two, as we conclude our journey to uncover your innovator spirit. Today, we'll recap the key concepts that have been discussed along the way and hopefully provide you with some inspiration to continue down the path to discover the mindset to pursue the impossible. That's what's on tap today. Enjoy. Congratulations. You've completed the first step in uncovering your innovator spirit. Now, you might be saying to yourself, wait a minute, I've been working for the past three months to embrace these new ideas. Shouldn't we be celebrating crossing the finish line? Well, no, because when it comes to innovation, there is no finish line. It's not a destination, but a never-ending journey to find a better way. The innovator spirit is inside each of us. But you have to work each day to not allow it to become buried in a world filled with rules, boundary conditions, and other people's expectations. The spirit begins with a set of beliefs that enable you to embrace the behaviors that lead to innovation. And over the previous 12 episodes, we've highlighted the behaviors that make innovation possible. But it's critical to remember that these behaviors start with your beliefs. So today, we're going to remind you of the 12 beliefs that create the mindset that makes innovation possible. One, you have to go beyond invention. Most people think innovation is synonymous with new, but that's only the first and easiest part. And innovation also solves a problem and creates real value. You're not an innovator when you come up with a new idea. But when you turn that idea into a solution that adds value to people's lives, Thomas Edison explained the distinction in this way. Anything that won't sell, I don't want to invent. Its sale is proof of utility and utility is success. Two, leadership enables innovation. Management kills it. Management is getting people to follow known processes and procedures to deliver expected results. The goal is to reduce risk and volatility in order to maximize predictability. By definition, that doesn't lead to something new, and it certainly won't lead to innovation. Leadership, on the other hand, is about convincing others to do something that's never been done before, to make the impossible possible. If you want to innovate, you can't be limited by the boundary conditions of management. You have to lead. Steve Jobs said it best. Management is about persuading people to do the things they do not want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do the things they never thought they could. Three, you are responsible for your own mental state. Face it. Innovation is hard enough as it is, and it becomes impossible if you and your team are not incredibly honest with each other. While other teams are wasting time making sure everyone is comfortable or nobody's feelings are hurt, 
Instead, cut to the chase by getting your team to embrace the brutal truths. Charlin Nemeth, a professor of psychology at UC Berkeley, explained it this way. While the instruction, do not criticize, is often cited as the important instruction in brainstorming, this appears to be a counterproductive strategy. Our findings show that debate and criticism do not inhibit ideas, but rather stimulate them relative to every other condition. There's a Pollyannish notion that the most important thing to do when working together is to stay positive and get along, to not hurt anyone's feelings. Well, that's just wrong. Maybe debate is going to be less pleasant, but it will always be more productive. True creativity requires some trade-offs. Four, there is always a way to get to the goal. When you try and innovate, the odds are stacked against you. You need to start by getting in the game and then be prepared to do whatever it takes and realize that you have to own the outcome even when things aren't completely within your control. And don't underestimate the value of passion because without it, you will likely lack that extra push needed to overcome the most difficult challenges. Simply put, you have to find a way to win. David McCullough described this spirit in his book about the Wright brothers. What the two had in common above all was unity of purpose and unyielding determination. They had set themselves on a mission. Five, the answers often lie in the details. If you are expecting a neat and tidy process, you are pursuing the wrong goal because innovation is anything but neat. Innovation is fundamentally messy, and to succeed, you have to get your hands dirty. Tom Warner, the CEO of SunPower, shared how he applied this concept in his own career. I was at GE Medical, there was an all-hands meeting, and I'd be in somewhere in the audience, and the person up front's presenting, and I'm thinking, they don't have a clue what we're thinking. You know, they don't really connect. And I think I can do that. I think I can be high-low. Uh, I'll get the big picture, but I'll be in the details too. And so that was going to be my uh, unique approach to becoming a CEO. Six, the future doesn't just happen. You have to make it happen. Innovation is about creating a different future. If you just sit back and wait, the future will happen, but you won't be leading it. Despite good intentions, many of us get caught inside the box created by conventional wisdom or other people's rules and expectations. So if you're going to create the future, don't allow yourself to be limited by boundary conditions. Walt Disney explained the idea in this way. No. Don't think outside the box. Once you say that, you've established that there is a box. Seven, people can't ask for something that they don't know is possible. While the customer is critical to innovation success, you can't expect them to tell you what they want because they don't know. Instead of asking the customer what you should do, focus on understanding their problems and then find a way to solve them. Henry Ford summed up this challenge perfectly when he said, If I'd asked customers what they wanted, they would have told me a faster horse. Eight, when someone says you can't, you probably should. When most people hear the word impossible, they stop what they're doing. But if you want to innovate, 
The word impossible shouldn't slow you down. It's actually a sign as to what needs to be done. So use it as motivation to do what others say you can't. While this can be intimidating at first, keep in mind the advice of German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, who said, When someone tells you it can't be done, it's more of a reflection of their limitations, not yours. Nine, the real risk is in doing nothing. Innovation is hard. There will no doubt be failures along the way. For most of us, we've been taught to avoid failure at all costs. And while the goal is still to succeed, by trying to avoid failure, we often limit our ability to do anything significant at all. The key is to reset how you react when things don't go as planned, and then embrace the benefits of learning along the way. You have to become unafraid of failure, yet unwilling to fail. Michael Jordan, who many people consider the best basketball player of all time, Describe the connection between failure and success in this way. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. 10. Whatever we do today can be done better tomorrow. You will never innovate by following someone else's recipe for success. It may enable you to replicate what they've achieved, but it will not lead to innovation. You have to go beyond best practice and find a better way. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, said this about going your own way. If everybody else is doing it one way, there's a good chance you can find your niche by going in exactly the opposite direction. But be prepared for a lot of folks to wave you down and tell you you're headed the wrong way. 11. It's better to make a decision with what you know, learn from it, and move forward. Many of us are consumed with finding the right answer. We've been taught to believe that perfect is the goal, when in fact, what we should be striving for is progress. So we keep refining our ideas and waiting without realizing that we're missing out on critical feedback and the opportunity to learn that comes from trying new ideas. So stop waiting for perfection because it's actually getting in your way. Brene Brown described this challenge as such. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact, it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. 12. If you make success the only option, innovation will follow. None of these beliefs lead to the desired behaviors without an intense focus on what really matters. So how do you go beyond the inevitable distractions that seem to always be getting in the way? The solution is quite simple. Don't give yourself any alternatives to finding success. When you focus the mind, you can redefine what is possible. Alexander Graham Bell described the power of focus in this way. Concentrate all your thoughts on the task at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought to a focus. So there you have the 12 beliefs 
that lead to the behaviors that make innovation possible. Now, it would be nice if I could tell you that you're ready to go, but it's not that simple. These ideas are a foundation to get you started on your innovation journey. Talking about them is nice, but now it's up to you to make them your own. You need to start trying them out in your everyday activities. It can be a small idea or a big idea. It really doesn't matter. They're probably not going to work perfectly the first time in any case, but that's not the point. The key is to practice and figure out what works for you. If you come up with new ideas or variations on these that work better for you, that's great. In fact, that's the whole point of all this. Remember, there is always a better way. You just have to keep looking for it. And as Bugs Bunny might have said best, That's all, folks. Thanks for listening to season two of Innovators on Tap, where we explored the beliefs and behaviors necessary to pursue innovation. If you enjoyed hearing about these concepts, you can learn more about them in my book, The Innovator Spirit, which is available wherever you buy books. And as you continue your own innovator's journey, feel free to come back to these episodes when you need some motivation to take on whatever obstacles that the real world is putting in your way. The series wasn't designed to be a one-time solution to all your innovation challenges, but rather act as a guide throughout your career. And if you enjoyed this mini-series, please help us out and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The podcast has grown tremendously over the last year, and we want that to continue. Reviews are one of the best ways that you can help listeners discover the show. We will kick off season three in the first week of September and have some great guests lined up, including Danny Lange, leading AI expert who has worked at Uber, Amazon, Microsoft, and IBM, John Coyle, an Olympic medalist, speaker, and design thinking expert, and Wafa Arbosh, who is giving refugees a sustainable income through online microwork with her company, Workaround. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We are always open to new ideas or critical feedback. My belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Let's go change the world.